Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. I'm your host, Chad Madden. This week, I wanted to share with you a recording from a recent webinar that I hosted. To get access to the slides and videos of this recording, you can visit getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. Remember, this was a training hosted with a live audience, so there are real-time questions and answers that I think you will find valuable. Without further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, so in our time together here today, we're going to be talking through uh, how to improve email blasts and use uh, two-way texting uh, within your, your private practice to get a more consistent flow of new patients. And today, uh, we, we have a very special guest um, who's the head of marketing here at Breakthrough, uh, Tyson Wigfall. Welcome to the, the training here, Tyson. Um, any gaps that you want to fill in, because I know you've been in healthcare for quite a while, anything that you want to share personally or professionally about yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, thanks for the intro, Chad. Excited to be on and, and chat through email and, and texting. I've, I've been in the marketing world for the past 12, 12, 13 years at this point. Um, really love um, healthcare marketing. Love um, joining the team here at Breakthrough because of our mission to help more people get back to normal naturally. And um, just excited to share what we've learned um, um, with uh, advertising through our through our customers. Also, things that we do on our end, just from email and two way texting. So, super pumped to share. Great, thanks, Tyson. Uh, and and also, just so everybody's aware here, um, Tyson's expertise in uh, the topic today, emails and also texting. Is, is far beyond what most of us are going to need as private practice owners. However, uh, as we were working through this, um, he put a lot of work into with our team in terms of keeping this very simple, that you can harness the technology without feeling overwhelmed. So he put a lot of work into this, um, and I think you're going to love it as we go through here. So what we're going to do is uh, start with a question. Uh, what's your biggest challenge with email marketing? And you can type your your biggest challenge in the chat right now. So find that chat icon, go there, type in your biggest challenge. Uh, maybe it's, you know, open rates, or you try to create campaigns or harnessing technology, whatever it may be. Um, maybe you don't collect emails, that would be a challenge. Uh, but you can type that in the chat right now. And while you're doing that, we'll get started here and laying out what we're going to be covering here in our time together. So the first thing um, on the agenda here is um, talking about email blasts, what they are, and two-way texting, and also why it's important for you uh, to be harnessing this technology in your practice. We're going to cover common mistakes that you might make, uh, even if you don't know it. Um, and just a quick shout out to Dan in there. I don't have a set system in place, so my emailing is random and consistent. Thank you, Dan, and for that comment. Um, so. We're also going to cover how to get better results from email, best practices for two-way texting, why most marketing tools don't deliver the expected results, and then we'll have time here for Q&A at the end. So, you know, most of us right now as practice owners, we're, we're time-starved. And just to make sure I'm in the right place, if you're time-starved, uh, just write yes in the chat. Don't have enough time. We got one yes. All right. I'm plowing forward. Okay. There's another one. Maggie, great. Kimberly challenge physician emails and to keep them subscribed, tough one. All right. So, you know, why should you care about and why should you learn about, take the time to learn about email and texting? Well, the, the first thing in, in terms of what's in it for you is it, it helps with consistency in terms of uh, the number of patient visits. Um, so personally, you know, we have six locations. Um, there are hundreds of locations that we work with um, through Breakthrough as well in different industries. And what I can tell you is the more consistent the outflow of emails and communication via texting, the more consistent the number of patient visits. Uh, it's directly correlated. Absolutely. We can get as scientific as you want to get, um, but there's a direct correlation there. The second big benefit is um, it helps with conversion. So, you know, if you're doing any sort of advertising at all, whether it's um, online with Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, or offline, 
with radio, TV, print, uh, billboards, et cetera. It, it helps you turn more leads, people that are responding to your ads into paying patients um, and, and get a better ROI or get better results from your ad spend. The third thing that it helps with is um, patients are going to keep their appointments. So some people will talk about in the space right now in healthcare, we'll talk about uh, patient compliance, right? That they're respecting you. They're going to complete their plan of care. They're going to meet their goals. They're going to graduate, right? And ultimately thank you for the service that you provided, whatever that looks like. Um, but they're going to keep their appointments. So less cancellations, less MIAs, less no-shows. Number four is um, when you learn how to harness these two tools, patients are going to follow through on their plan of care and they're not going to drop off. Number five is you're going to feel more respected as the expert. So, you know, most of us, our status um, it, as a clinician is people helping people complete their plan of care, meet their goals. And there's a certain um, a certain feeling that we feel disrespected if people are dropping off or not really following through with what we say to do in terms of uh, treatment plans of care. We notice a direct correlation again the more communication we have going out through um, email and texting, the more people follow through on their plan of care. And ultimately, it, it bolsters the clinician as well because they know they're providing the right care, they're providing the right treatments, they're helping people, and they start to develop a reputation um, as an authority, a celebrity, and an expert within the area. And the sixth big benefit, sixth big benefit is you get more word of mouth referrals with uh, communication, also directly uh, proportional. So when we're talking with practice owners, or if I think about my own journey or other owners that we've worked with for seven, eight years or more, um, there's really four levels. And level number one is you don't email or you don't text any potential patients um, in any way at all. So that's number one. The next level up will be there's inconsistent email, just like Dan and shared here, uh, by the way, most of us are guilty as this uh, of this as clinicians. So inconsistent email um, and no texting at all integrated with email in any way. Um, level three, the next level up would be you have an email tool, right? And you spend a monthly, you send out a, a monthly email blast, but you, you don't incorporate texting in any way, that media. And level four is you run consistent email campaigns that are producing results for you and it integrates with two-way texting. So really quick uh, poll here. So you can go to the chat for this. Just put a one, two, three, or four. Which one resonates the most with you um, where you're at with regards to your competency, your use of, your utilization of texting and email? So Danon says, Danon is on it. Uh, Danon says two. Anybody else? Kimberly says four. Derek says a one. Brian says three and a half. Good one, Brian. Awesome. Thank you for those responses. Maggie says four, but not successful email campaigns. So, and by the way, we'll be sharing some, an, an actual text, or, or I'm sorry, an actual email campaign that is successful here um, later on in our time together. So, you know, what could improving patient communications do for you? Here's, uh, and th this is a hypothetical example, but it really plays out in dollars. And for most of us that are, you know, healthcare service providers, um, every dollar counts. Most of us are running on paper thin margins. Um, we're skating on thin ice or any other cliche that you want to throw out there. So every uh, little bit of compliance that we can get, every boost in attendance rate, um, every single visit can mean the difference between keeping our doors open or not. So, um, you know, if the patient engagement is near that level one where we have inconsistent email, no two-way texting, you know, maybe our uh, the weekly scheduled visits is lower, 80 attendance rate, 80 percent annual revenue there, you know, at 64 visits a week would be about three hundred and thirty two thousand dollars. If we go the next level up, maybe a two or three email tool with a monthly email blast. Now we're talking about, um, you know, five extra visits a week, a little bit better attendance rate. And you can see a bump in roughly sixty five thousand dollars there in revenue. If we have both tools working for us. Now we've increased our visits up to 100 in our hypothetical clinic here. Better attendance rate, 95%. By the way, this is very attainable. Um, 
I know we're doing this in our clinics. We have other owners that are averaging 95% or higher with regards to attendance rate as well. And now we're talking uh, $160,000 increase over $3,000 a week just by having those tools working for us. So at Breakthrough here, as um, Tyson shared in the beginning, um, when he was filling in the gaps there in the introduction, you know, what we're about here, our purpose, our mission is to help people uh, with health issues get back to normal naturally. So the best way for us to do that is to work with practice owners just like you and help more people um, in, in your area. So you can see a little bit of our uh, experience here and also some of the specifics. Um, and the big one that I'll call out here is we're sending out over 8 million emails uh, annually on the behalf of the practices that we work with. So lots of testing, lots of data. And, you know, in working with you and helping uh, you grow your practice, your impact in your area as well. Um, the, the key thing that we want to do here is um, help you get consistent growth, predictable growth, and ultimately help flip the healthcare py pyramid where we have conservative care going from this afterthought, less than 10% of the healthcare GDP. So less than one out of every $10 in the US right now are spent on conservative care, PT, OT, speech, uh, chiropractic care, podiatry, dentistry, et cetera. Um, and then putting conservative care in its rightful place um, and having healthier population of people at a more affordable price. So you may perceive that um, our uh, marketing expert or our email or texting expert, I am not. And that's why we have Tyson here uh, today. So Tyson, I'm going to invite you on here and uh, I want you to share with everybody um, your expertise here. Yeah, thanks, Chad. Incredibly excited to share this. Uh, we'll, we'll run through um, some best practices for email, some best practices for text, and, and then give you all some examples as well. Um, just to, to kick things off, like five, five reasons to do email. Um, first and foremost, it's people use email. There's, there's been this thing going around that I see sometimes that says email is dead. Couldn't be further from the truth. Um, st recent studies shows that 90% of Americans age 15 or over have an active email account. Um, and email is, is working very well. Um, some of the things and, and techniques have shifted, and we'll dive into that a bit more in additional slides, but people use it. We want to be where our, our audience is. It's very cost effective. And so a lot of the marketing, if you're, if you're marketing directly to physicians, if you're going direct access and going directly to the consumer, both of these things take a lot of time and resource. And so you spend all this time and resource, you start to build a list one of the most cost-effective things is to nurture, engage, and engage this list. Um, so it's one of the most cost-effective things that you can do. It builds your brand. You know, sometimes we think of brand as as colors is uh, is what the what the logo looks like, but ultimately, brand is your reputation. It's what people perceive of you. Um, and the more that you can consistently get in front of them, you can adjust this perception and have them think of you first. So it really builds your brand. Um, it increases revenue. So. Um, recent study shows that 60% of consumers say that they've made a purchase because of an email that they've received. And so people are making purchase decisions moving forward, um, booking plans of care uh, because of email. And then additionally, stand out. Um, the reality is most of your competitors are likely not doing email um, as well as they could be. If we think about those four stages, they fall typically somewhere in that one or two. Um, and as you move towards that three or four, you can really stand out from your competition. Five big reasons to use two-way texting. The audience uses text. Um, the way we communicate has really shifted um, over the past five years. And people prefer, in many cases, to get um, text over calls. In fact, says a study show that 78% of consumers would prefer to have a text conversation with businesses. And so having that ability to do that is terrific. And, and performance. We'll share some numbers a bit later, but on average, you see about an 18% open rate standard from email. Whereas two-way texting is typically about a 97% open or read rate, uh, which is incredibly high. And then nearly half of people that receive a text respond in some way. So it performs very well. Um, it's easy and flexible, very fast way of communicating, um, relatively low touch, able to do it pretty quickly in an automated fashion. We'll dive into that a bit further. And then we can boost conversions and, de and decrease no-shows. So improve attendance rate. If you're marketing online, you can increase your conversion rates kind of through your funnel into initial evaluations and, and so forth. Some pitfalls that we see uh, commonly when talking with owners with email and texting 
is first is just ignoring audiences altogether. Uh, maybe not doing two-way texting uh, because um, just it's unfamiliar, they don't have a system to do it. Um, and because of that, just ignoring it altogether. Um, and so that's a common thing of ignoring one of these two mediums. Um, emails that are too we-focused. And what I mean by that um, is sending emails that are just solely about the practice and not offering up a lot of value. And so uh, we'll get into that a bit later, but offering value is really important. Should The center of your email should really be um, your, your patient and focusing on their problems and their needs and how you can solve those and help those. And so being less we-focused. Inconsistency, which has come up here in the chat, but just uh, email that's not consistent. Um, using wrong formats. Um, so trying to apply like a PDF and sending it out through email doesn't look good on mobile. Most emails are being opened on mobile today. So we want to make sure our emails are responsive and they, and they look good on mobile. Having no clear goals or CTAs. So you send an email, you've got their attention. Um, you want to take that attention and point it in a direction. So having some call to action so they can take a next step. Um, only sending out a newsletter um, and nothing in between. And we'll dive into some other emails that can be sent beyond newsletters here in a few slides. Um, other things are around segmentation and emailing unengaged people. A lot of times the health of an email program is we, we think, so let's say we have a thousand people on our past patient list of just always emailing the full with thousand lists. Um, what you, what's better to do is look at who's engaged, who's not engaged and start to segment that out um, to help your overall health of your email program. So not sending the same thing to everyone. All right, so tip, tip number one, uh, what the most important thing uh, when it comes to email is you've got to reach the inbox. And so it's getting increasingly more difficult to actually get in the inbox. You'll probably see a picture over to the right, looks like Gmail. 36% of email users in the United States use, use Gmail. And you're probably familiar, if you have a Gmail account, you see the primary social promotions tab. We really want to get in the primary tab, but we definitely want to reach the inbox as a whole. Um, Often emails can go directly to spam um, or they can go to the promotions tab. Getting into the primary tab is where we want to be because that's going to have better open rates, better click-through rates, and, and better performance overall. So in order to do that, just uh, we won't we can do a whole webinar ensuring proper setup. But the main thing here is whatever email client you're using, you want to make sure that you follow their step-by-step -step on what's called like domain authentication, um, which, which is ultimately saying. If you're email, emailing, let's say, from TysonPT.com, you want to verify that you own TysonPT.com. What that ends up doing is ensuring that Gmail looks at it and they go, oh, they are who they say they are. Therefore, we're going to land this in the inbox rather than a spam filter and things of, along those lines. And so typically any email client you're using, um, you would uh, be able to go through this step by step. Uh, a breakthrough, we, we, we do this on behalf of customers, but ultimately, depending on what you're using, they'll have a, some sort of help center guide in order to do it. If you're just getting started with email and building consistency, you want to avoid spammy language, using all caps, different font sizes, uh, saying 100% free, act now. Um, we can send over a list of, of, of words not to use. Here's a This is a short list. But ultimately, as you're building the health of the program, you just want to avoid these, these, these type of words. As you become very consistent, uh, you can start to incorporate other words like this in, but in the beginning, you want to avoid them. Tell, don't sell. Um, something I, I typically say is you want to tell what's inside, not sell. I think a lot of times we, we think of writing an email. We want to move people along as much as possible so we can get a little too salesy. You want to just really tell what's inside, not sell. Consistency. Um, I call it the 80-20 rule, which is when you're sending an email, you want to avoid actually image, uh, emails that have way too many images. A good rule of thumb is typically about 80% text, 20% image. The reason for it is if, let's say you're sending an email, Gmail, Gmail sees it, they're going to either add it to the inbox or not. If they see a lot of images, they take that as um, higher likelihood of spam. And so more text, less image, and then offer value. Um, as you're sending emails, when you're offering value, what you're going to find is that people are more likely to read it, which means they're going to more likely read the second one and the third one, which will help the overall health of the program. Balance offers in goodwill. So a lot of times what we see are practices that are doing all goodwill, all offers, but not necessarily a healthy mix of the two. Um, and so rule of thumb that typically we say three, three um, goodwill emails 
four good will emails to every offer email. Um, it'll vary, uh, to, but ultimately what you want to do is provide value in most of your emails. Um, we have an example later on, but you can an email around um, five exercises to help with lower back pain. That's goodwill. You're sending them to a video. You're just offering them goodwill. And then you're occasionally you'll drop in an email uh, that allows them to take a next step with some sort of offer, day of free screens or some form of offer that you're providing them. But you want to mix these in and have a good balance within the program. Personalize, personalize, personalize. So often when we think of email personalization, we think of hi, first name. So hi, Tyson. And that's good, but that's really the first step. And so most email clients will allow you to just personalize the subject line um, and personalize the email. It's typically done with what's, what's called a merge tag, uh, but it's basically if you have the information inside your email client or whatever system that you're using, you can add that information automatically into the email. So that's the first step. Studies show that open rates are higher that way. Um, Click-through rates are higher as well. Other things that we have found through a... Uh, Chad Messenger uh, uh, said earlier, we send over 8 million emails annually. And so what we found is that plain text emails perform the best. So what does plain text mean? So let's say you go into uh, Gmail or Outlook today, send an email to a friend. How that email looks, it looks like you just sent a personal one-on-one email. When we say plain text is using an email system to send what looks to be a personal email written by, by re- you or someone from your staff. Um, has a personal touch, typically has a much higher reply rate, um, much higher click-through rate, and metrics are a lot better when sent that way. I think often we can look at some really pretty emails that we get. Um, if you're subscribed to, especially a lot of e-commerce type brands, you see all these images, it looks like this great email. When it comes to um, marketing your past patient list, using an email that looks like it's written and coming from you will perform much better. Um, adding a headshot, and so you'll have an option to do this with your email client. Going back to a Gmail example, you usually see those little circles um, in the inbox. If you're sending it on behalf, it looks like it's coming from you um, as an owner, have your headshot there so they can immediately know who it's coming from and, and put a face to the email. And then um, add a signature uh, with your contact information. So this is something that we typically do, make it look, makes it look personal. The signature usually has an email or other ways that they can get in contact with your phone number. A, B test or split test. Um, so once you start to get in the motion of emailing consistently, you wanna start testing. And there's really two fundamental things that you can test with email. You can test the subject line or you can test something within the email itself. And so sort of rules of thumb of just like, well, what do I test? If you're just starting out, you wanna test subject lines first. So you're gonna, um, you're gonna test uh, different versions. You have your control and then you're gonna have some variable version. As you start to get some data, what you'll test will vary based on sort of looking at benchmarks and where you need to improve the most. And so what I have here is just some data. When we say open rates, what that means is the number of emails that are open uh, divided by the number that actually are delivered. And so benchmark is around 18% um, for for blast emails. And so if you're below that 18%, you're going to want to test your subject lines. Click-through rate is someone's opened the email. Now, what percentage of those people that open actually click? click on a link within the email. Um, Average is 8%. So if you're below average there, you're gonna wanna test something within the email. So you may test a different CTA, you may test um, some different copy, but ultimately these are things that you're going to do. Uh, What's bolded there is click rate. Um, It's an often overlooked email metric. It's actually uh, what we consider internally here the most important email metric because it's essentially a combination of your open and your click through saying about how many people have delivered or actually clicking on something within the email. And so benchmark here is about 1.4%. And so when you're looking at the health of your program, you want to really be above, above that bar. So anatomy of an email. So we, we talked through some things here. And so the from name um, it, in personalization I mentioned is you, you want to have a from name that whoever you're emailing can recognize. And so 43% of people will look at a from name. So say it's coming from Tyson at Breakthrough would be the from. They're going to say, oh, I I either know him and trust him, therefore I'm going to open it or keep it in my inbox, or I'm going to immediately move it to spam. And a mistake that we often see is a from name that's not completely recognizable. And so having a personalized from name is important. Subject line, uh, 35% of opens are based on the subject line. And if you add personalization, 
So like we mentioned in the personalization slide, you're likely to have a 22% increase in open rate uh, because of having uh, personalization. Um, typically a header logo, we don't often use a header logo, but, but if you're sending an email that's templated, you would use some sort of image or your logo there to get into the body and the offer. So the offer is important um, towards the end of that email. And the reason for it is because as mentioned, 60% of people will actually buy something online uh, because of an offer in the email. Um, and then at the footer, it's anytime you're doing email, um, compliance wise, you need to have an unsubscribe link if it's an email blast. So this is an example that puts everything really into play uh, that we talked about from a personal email. So if you kind of take a, the anatomy of an email, you see the subject line there, this personalization, um, it's highly relevant. Um, it's telling what's inside, only open if you have back pain, creating a bit of urgency as well. So you get into, into the email itself, this is a copywriting framework that we use here often. It's Chad's favorite, um, comes from John Carlton. It's, here's what I have got for you. Here's what it will do for you. And here's how to get it. It's a simple template and framework that you can put into practice uh, today uh, in your practice and um, short and sweet and to the point. Um, and so this is, this is something you'll get in the recording, uh, but we've used this uh, many times with great, great success. And then here's an example we call the single question email. Another email that we've done with a lot of success too, also very short. The goal here is to get replies. And so if you think back to that slide before I showed 1.4% is the average um, rate at which people click on a link in an email, reply rates are even lower. Typically you're seeing 1% or less people that were actually reply to an email. With our single question email, we're seeing in this past email, I think this was sent just, just in the past nine, 30 days. We had, this is an example from an email. We had 27% open rate, which is far above average um, due to the uh, subject line. And then we have a 9% reply rate. So this is something you can use in your practice today. Um, you would segment it. We recommend segmenting this based on um, if someone's come in for a shoulder injury, rotator cuff, or if someone's coming in for some lower back issue, you're going to want to segment, send the relevant message. But this is something you can do right today with your past patient list to really start to, um, uh, to um, get some more activity and then ultimately follow up with these folks to, um, to schedule visits. And these are just some past successes from single question email um, from past customers of ours, of customers, active customers of ours, actually 65 responses um, in just one hour. You have another one that's a 60, another one that's 64. So this is something that's working across practices throughout the country. Hey, podcast listeners, when we make assumptions about others, it's just not fair. In spite of that, I'm going to make an assumption about you. You have a growth mindset. You want to help more people leave a bigger impact build a better practice? Am I close? If I'm right, then I have a unique offer that I think you'll be interested in. But first, if you're a regular listener, you probably know that this is brought to you by Breakthrough, the leading platform for private practice growth. Breakthrough's mission is to help people in pain get back to normal, live healthier, and do it naturally. The best way to do this is by empowering private practice owners like you to grow your business through direct-to-consumer marketing. If you're a practice owner with a growth mindset, you'd benefit from a risk-free consultation with a breakthrough growth expert. Go to getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer to take advantage of this unique opportunity. On that call, you'll learn the key principles of how practice owners are helping more people, creating a bigger impact, and building better businesses with breakthrough systems. As an added bonus, the team at Breakthrough is giving a $50 Amazon gift card to any of the podcast listeners who attend this growth consultation. Sign up for your growth consultation and $50 gift card at getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer. Again, that's getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer. Looking about 75% um, are texting. Great. We'll jump into some, some tips that we have on our end with texting. Um, so first with texting, texting is off the bat, one of the easiest things to do with texting is set up automation. Um, and so depending on what tool you're using for text messaging, you may or may not have this capability. Um, within our product, there's automation within the texting, um, but combining it in order to, um, to set up triggers. So essentially, let's say we're, for example, we're running a workshop, someone registers. Um, in addition to confirmation email that may go out, having a confirmation text message that goes out. Uh, you can set up automation as well. Let's say the workshop is next Friday, 24 hours before the workshop, setting an automated text reminder 
Um, this allows people, it's going to improve conversion rates, actually show, show up rates, um, and it's going to be good from an automation standpoint. So off the bat, one of the lowest hanging fruits with texting is to set up, is to set up automation. Um, second, you want to integrate with current campaigns. And so um, if you're emailing within a sequence, uh, you're going to want to add texting as well. Um, so you can sending in conjunction with other campaigns, have an ability of some automated and manual text. Um, and they should all come like a rule of thumb there should come from the same number. Um, typically with text, there's, there's long core codes and there's short codes. And, and we won't go in that detail today, but it's important that it's always coming from the same, the same number that ultimately starts to build trust. They know who it's coming from and they, they can save the number in their phone, um, especially if you're communicating over time. And then you're going to want to track all communication in one place. And so it's important when texting is to really um, tr try to have the same system for both email and text. Um, ultimately, when you think of uh, any, anyone on your past patient list is you want to be able to set up a sequence where you understand how many emails they're getting and how many texts you're getting. Because what can happen is you can go from being inconsistent to just inundating and, and sending too many messages at one time. And so having a system that allows you to, to sort of pace and making sure you're doing multiple touch points. Um, and so rule of thumb there is to really integrate both text and emails together. And then third, um, compliance is, it, it's important with both email. With email, you have can't spam. Um, with text, it's TCPA and it's a different in, from a compliance standpoint slightly, but um, whatever you're using for, for, for texting, uh, you're going to want to make sure one you have opt-in and opt-out and so um, from an opt-out standpoint you've probably seen you're getting text or you know 75 percent of you are using some program so it should have an ability to reply stop in order to opt out these are just things that need to be set up um, in terms of from a hipaa compliance standpoint you're going to want to make sure that whatever system you're using um, is hipaa compliant um, which is which is very important um, in terms of that, there's really two main things that go into that from a texting standpoint. Um, this is secure texting, which is essentially, uh, without going into all the details, it's encrypted messaging. And so um, it's basically protecting the data, uh, which is important uh, from a texting standpoint within health, within healthcare. Um, also, whatever texting software you're using, um, you're going to want to make sure it has an auto log off feature. Um, and so this compliance is diving into more of like very important. I think there's a lot of texting tools out there. You just want to make sure whatever you're using is, is really built for, for healthcare. Um, Cause a lot of other industries don't have these requirements. Thank you, Tyson. So I wanted to um, share a little bit about our system and how we can help here at breakthrough. And then we'll open this up for uh, Q and a, by the way, if you do have a question for Tyson or me, um, you can type that in the Q and a, and we'll open it up here. Um, in a couple minutes. So th the first thing that we want to look at, and th this is really from personal experience and also seeing other owners get frustrated as well, is why most software tools don't deliver the expected results. Um, th there's really no single software for attracting, which is getting people to respond to your ad, and then also converting them over where you're nurturing, uh, you're doing all the things that Tyson talked about here, going from ad responder the whole way to paying patient and helping you keep track of that all in one spot. Um, usually what happens is owners are trying to duct tape together a whole bunch of different systems or at least two or more systems in order to make that happen. Guilty as charged here um, in the past six or seven years ago. So um, the second thing is most software is too complex. You know, we're this, the saying that I probably go to too often is, you know, we're buying an Apache helicopter to go get the mail. It's just, it's too much, right? Uh, has too many bells and whistles, too many uh, features, benefits that we're never going to use and that we really don't need, right? Where we need something that's specifically made for us as healthcare uh, practitioners, healthcare providers, business owners. And then finally, um, they, they really fail to tell us, like give us actionable steps and done for you campaigns that we can apply in healthcare. So I've been through the training of, I think all the logos on here where I've, you know, hired coaches and had people walk me through. And I think at one point I'd spent uh, $108,000 going through different systems and trying to learn um, and, you know, apply it to what we were doing in private practice. And this is like 2014 or so. And we really need one system um, that just integrates everything. So, Here's what we're doing 
at Breakthrough in terms of an all-in-one patient demand platform. And the way to think about this is in terms of a flywheel, which is popularized by Jim Collins and good to great, built to last, et cetera. But in the beginning, we have this attraction, right? So that's essentially ads, advertising, primarily done online, where people are at, where eyeballs are at, where are the, the people that we can potentially help with our services, where they're, uh, where they're consuming media. So we have ads there. And ultimately what happens with this attract component is we get people to raise their hand and respond to our ad and say, yes, I'm interested in learning more about shoulder pain, or I want an appointment for my lymphedema or um, my diabetes or neuropathy or whatever that it may be. The second component, if you look over in like the 12 o'clock to four o'clock area of the flywheel is conversion. And that's once the person responds, the marketing job, the function is not done yet. We have to be, we have to have tools in place to help convert that person, um, that ad responder over into a paying patient. And when we don't have that, we can quickly end up wasting a lot of money, wasting a lot of time and resources um, in the attraction, where if we do have it, it just makes our marketing work that much better. Um, and we're getting more out of our marketing. We're holding it accountable. So that's the conversion. And then finally, we want to be able to measure it all. And that can only happen uh, when it's all done in one place. And if if we're back in that example of duct taking duct taping systems together, frequently what will happen is we really lose out on conversion and we don't have a prayer of getting any sort of measurement going at all. So it's really tough to do more of what's working and less of what's not working. And that's in, in, in a nutshell, that's the what we're doing here in the breakthrough system. So it includes pre-written campaigns. Um, and you can see in here, I, I forget the exact number now, but I know um, a year ago we had over uh, 80 campaigns um, that were within our system where practices could just go through, literally click um, on the campaign and then schedule it to go out at a future date. Most of our owners that the practices that we're working with are scheduling uh, a full quarter out. Some of the best practices are scheduling a full year of campaigns, um, literally all in one sitting. And you can see an example here of uh, one campaign. So a campaign usually includes uh, three or four goodwill. Um, exactly what Tyson talked about here with the 80-20 principle. So three or four goodwill. And then once somebody responds to the goodwill email, then they're being uh, given an offer and includes landing pages and um, other tools as well to help that conversion happen. Um, integrated texting, you can see um, everything in terms of what the system, how the system helps with the texting. Obviously, this it's very important that this aligns with the campaigns that you're um, sending out that you're doing with your email as well. So you're really harnessing the power of the communication and the tools that you have available. Um, so yeah, done for you email <laughs> and two-way texting campaigns. Um, if you're interested in a demo, there's a poll that's gonna uh, pop up on your screen right now, just click yes. And here's what's going to happen. Um, when you click yes, a member of the Breakthrough team is gonna reach out to you and schedule a call. They're gonna show you exactly what this system can look like um, working for you in your practice. So uh, yeah, so this is, and they're going to walk through this with you, um, show what it's going to look like um, in your area for you. And uh, there, there's really two requirements for this. Number one is you're a growth-minded practice. You want to leave a bigger impact in your area. You want to help more people. And you're looking for uh, more patient demand, more patient flow. You're looking to create more patient demand. The second requirement is you have to have at least one other person that would be willing um, in your practice to handle the inflow. So typically this is going to be a front desk receptionist uh, or office person, perhaps a marketing person, but somebody else um, to, to help you handle uh, the inflow of emails and texting and that, that two-way patient communication. So again, there is a poll there. You can click uh, yes, and our team will be in contact with you. And then uh, at this time, if we have any questions, you can type those in in the Q&A. And Andrea can 
hop on here and help us moderate. Um, Tyson, I have a, while we wait for that, those questions to come in, um, a question for you is, I know um, a year or so ago, I went through the different email campaigns that we had and looked at some of the best performers. And the I, I think you said the benchmark for open rates, and this is what I'm hearing from other owners, is that 18, maybe 20%. And we had some campaigns, single question email, you had a 27% there in the last 30 days. And there were some campaigns that I saw in there that had more than 40% open rates. When when you and I were talking, it, that feels to me like a, a bit of a vanity metric, maybe not the right thing to be focused on. However, as an industry, most of us are focused on that. So I'm wondering if you can talk through like uh, how Breakthrough achieves the, the 40% or achieves above the benchmark. And then also... Um, Walk us through why that might not be the best thing to be focusing on when we're looking at metrics, the vital metrics of our email campaigns we're sending out. Yeah, great question. Uh, first off, when it comes to when it comes to benchmarks, like one thing for everyone to keep in mind when looking at benchmarks, there's there's good industry-based data on benchmarks. So you can go, it's just bucket is healthcare, but you can go and look at benchmarks. But that benchmark data is combining all email programs. So that means email blast and what you would call as sort of automated or trigger-based email. So let's say an email blast example is really what we've gone through. You're, you're emailing a larger group of people all at once, one to many, um, likely segmented, but you're doing that. That typically has a lower open rate. Um, what has typically has higher open rate is going to be your, what you'd call transactional or, or trigger-based email. Someone fills out a form. Uh, let's say they register for a workshop or someone uh, books some form of appointment form. And within seconds, you automate an email that says, thank you for your request, you know, things, something like that. That typically has very high open rates. Um, and then your blast typically has lower. So you see the benchmarks 18, 20%, it's a blend. Um, so that's to keep in mind. So when you see 27% on a blast, it's actually quite a bit higher than the average for a blast, which is probably closer to 15%. Now coming to open rates, um, not being the best metric. So there's, it's, it's not the best metric. Um, how we've achieved it, and we really look at click-through and click rate as well as open, but we've achieved high open rate through testing and testing. We have hundreds of, hundreds of uh, clients uh, and we're, we're constantly testing um, through the eight, 8 million emails worth of testing. And so we've really seen what works uh, the best. In terms of why it's not the best um, metric, uh, one main reason is the way open rates are, are calculated is based on, it's different based on email clients. And so the way I, today that Outlook, let's say is um, computing opens based on how the, the actual like desktop application works, a lot of times has false opens. So it, when you see the open data, there's just across the board in the whole entire industry, there's a lot of false opens. So it doesn't mean someone's actually reading it. It just means that it's registering an open. Um, so that's one reason why it's not the best metric. Um, the other reason is what we want to be more focused on is like, are people taking some form of action? Are they actually digesting the content? And so click-through rate and click rate helps guide you through that. Like what percentage of, of the opens are actually engaging? And that's what you really want to be looking at is you're looking for that engagement um, because of some false open rate data. Awesome. The, so really good question here from Brian. And uh, the Brian's question is, the two-way texting system, the breakthrough branded system. If we have WebPT, do we have to give up WebPT to get two-way texting? I can take that, Tyson, or if you're comfortable. Okay. Um, you do not. It, the So WebPT is primarily and first and foremost uh, an EMR, right? And uh, so we, out of those hundreds of clients, I mean, roughly 40% of them are physical therapists um, occupational therapists, speech therapists that are, you know, utilizing uh, web PT, right? So it might be an integrated practice or PT only, but uh, roughly 40% of them are using web PT. Um, web PT has, I'll call them plugins for lack of a better term, like other, um, and I'm just blanking on the name of the uh, reach, I believe, is their, um, one of their most popular marketing tools. And Really, Brian, it's up to you and your your preference. But most of the owners, if not all of the owners that we're working with, are they 
just prefer the texting tool that we that we have. But it's really up to you um, and the workaround or the workflow that that you want to create as well. But great question, and thank you for asking that, Brian. The other um, thing that I forgot to mention for everybody. And by the way, if you do have another question for uh, Tyson or a question for me, you can type that into the Q&A um, right now. But um, the so if you hadn't responded to the poll yet um, and you're interested in that demo, what you can do is go to getbreakthrough.com forward slash March webinar. And when you schedule and show up for the demonstration, you're going to receive a $50 uh, Amazon gift card. Are there any, what other questions do you have? Are there any other questions? You can type those in the Q&A. And uh, if you don't have one, I'll, I, I always like picking Tyson's brain for uh, his marketing expertise. Uh, but just uh, behind the scenes, uh, Tyson probably reads and studies more marketing than anybody else that I've ever met in my entire life. And I've met and worked with a, a ton of marketers. So um, Tyson, in the, with regards to healthcare practices, surviving and communicating. Are there anything, is there anything coming down the pipeline for the future? Like what trends do you see happening within the marketplace um, around email, texting, any other communication tools that you see? And like what, what's in store for us over the next three to five years in healthcare? Really putting you on the spot here. We didn't prep for this at all, but it is a, it is a question. Anything exciting that you saw? Because I know you normally see it before it actually happens in the marketplace. Yeah, um, that's a good question. It's it, it's a tough one to answer. I think first off, like the way I like I'll answer part of it is just starting with fundamentals. I consider email a fundamental. Um, two way texting is be, texting is becoming a fundamental. Making sure those things are secure before testing other things um, that could potentially be big in the future. Things that are um, I I see the trend and things going in the next three to five years are making communication easier um, in terms of like a patient engagement standpoint. So things that make things easier are, are chat, you know, chat can make things easier. Um, there's, there's a growing awareness to sort of automated chat, chatbot um, within website of making things easier. Um, and so I think communication is becoming more and more instant. And so because of that, um, also that communication becoming more to the point. And so like you can see some of the examples with the emails we have, uh, they're not necessarily very long emails. Um, those can work, but typically like getting getting short and succinct um, and communication with text as well, chat as well. Um, it's become uh, kind of a microwave of like attention spans to some degree. Um, and so you want to be able to get people quickly, um, information quickly. So those are some things I'm seeing as far as chat is definitely a, becoming increasingly large um, and then overall, people are getting back to more marketing fundamentals. I mean, whether that's a trend or not, we're seeing it where it's like, hey, let's offer value um, first um, and starting to come back to that value first and offering the value for free um, and then integrating it with something that's not free. Awesome. Love it. Uh, thank you for that, Tyson. Any other questions uh, that you have for Tyson or uh, questions for me? And again, that uh, for Maggie, that link is uh, getbreakthrough.com forward slash March webinar. Um, both Andrea and I put that, yep, great, you're welcome. Put that in the chat for anybody else. Otherwise, Tyson Wigfall, thank you very much for being here and uh, sharing your, exp oh, we have one more uh, from Derek. Caught me in the middle of the wrap up there. Uh, Derek asks, how does email and text work with the website and content is it just for Derek for just to clarify is that with the breakthrough platform or just just in general how to how, how do you make it work with the breakthrough platform yeah. so Tyson I if you could start um, at the beginning and just give Derek and everybody else on here the difference between like a website and a landing page and then how email and text are used differently in those two case uses, that would be great. Yeah. So yeah, the 
two things different, I think, to identify with the breakthrough program is a lot around landing pages, and I'll dive into that, and then I can answer your question on the website. So um, first one, I think, like a website, this is going to be, you know, someone's going to um, your particular practice's site, Derek, and likely you have a form on there and probably a phone number in that form. Um, you're going to, whatever you're using for, for your, your website builder, um, practice promotion, you may be using like a square space or something like that is going to then have a form. And in some way you can set up emails with that. Um, currently within our product, we're, we're currently, you know, kind of talking about future product, working on forms that we could then tirade into the, our software. Um, but as right now we don't have that, um, in terms of what we're doing on our end, uh, is heavily focused on on landing pages. So we we have these done for you landing pages that are tested across um, hundreds of customers to to really focus on conversion. So we use the landing pages a lot for for cold marketing to cold traffic. Let's say through Facebook um, or through Instagram. Also, it can be through Google Ads. There's slightly warmer traffic. Ultimately, it comes to the landing page. They fill out a form on the landing page that immediately gets added into the software. Uh, once it's added into the software, there's a series of automated emails and texts that will go out. So they'll get an email confirmation um, for filling out that form, a text message, and then they'll go through a nurture and go through a nurture sequence that automates that. Um, from there, once they're in that software, you can track their entire history. You can do manual two-way texting with them. You can do email blasts like we just talked about. Um, and so all that data is there in one place with all the metrics. But specifically on your website right now is is a bit is a bit separate. Um, some of those things you can set up as well. Soon you'll be able to, you be able to automatically push that into the software as well. And does that does that answer the question for you, Derek? Also, just if anyone has any questions for me, my email is Tyson at getbreakthrough.com. So really any questions would, would love to hop on a call and chat with you or just communicate through email. Um, also, if you have just things you'd like to learn about on webinars like this, feel free to shoot me an email and mention different topics and we can work to get them into our calendar. Wonderful. So one more call. Any other questions for Tyson or me? All right. And again, that email, uh, Tyson's email is Tyson at getbreakthrough.com. Otherwise, uh, Tyson Wigfall, thank you very much for being here, sharing your expertise. To all of you, uh, the private practice owners that were on here, marketers, uh, et cetera. Thank you for the time and the work that uh, you're doing. Hopefully this was very valuable for you and you've enjoyed this as much as we put, as much as we have uh, in terms of putting this together for you. Thanks everybody. See ya. Remember to visit getbreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, Make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.